Natalia. Sí. Will you put your earphones on? Okay. Sí. Por favor. Like this? You speak English. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying. <laughs> we just had um, Ricardo and Ricardo. Ricardinho. Ricardinho. <laughs> Do you call him Ricardinho? Yeah. I just go Ricardo. Ricardo? That's yeah. so... Um, Ricardo is Spanish. It gets the point across. That's right? so culturally unsensitive of you. Unsensitive? Why? Because <laughs> it's Ricardo with a huh. Ricardinho. You know, but it's saying what comes natural to me, and I think people appreciate that. Instead of trying to say something. How the fuck do you know? Your name's so easy, Matt. Yeah. No one screws your it's name like up a, ever. It's like oldest oldest time. You hail from the great country of Spain. Mm-hmm. Sorry, I'm eating. <laughs> You're one of the world famous CrossFit L1 trainers. Yeah, I guess so. You absolutely are. <laughs> do you own an affiliate in Spain? No. Not yet. I, I would love to, but it's not it's not happening at the moment. No, at the moment I just coach in at Free Move CrossFit, which is located in Palma, Mallorca. Oh, okay. Let's ask the hardest question first. Oh. Normally I save the hard questions for the end. Okay. Why is your Instagram account private? <laughs> I thought that the hardest question was what is CrossFit? That, that's the second question. <laughs> Um, actually, I don't know. I think that I don't like to, like, have, like, tones on, of followers, actually. Yeah, basically because of that, I think. Maybe yeah. it's because it looks, like, more interesting also. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I don't know. Um, you like to keep your circle more intimate. Yeah, but, I mean, that's, since I've level one seminar staff, that's not, like, that's not possible, actually. I just changed my profiles. Facebook and Instagram just for uh, actually like social uh, profile. It's not like. But it is still private because I tried to follow you this morning. Yeah, you couldn't. Yeah, and it's, it's oh, private. So yeah, yeah. Yeah. You want me to change that? Ooh. You know, it's funny. Just, just accept me. Your your name is always hard for me to find. Cause I always, I always forget that it's with an E. Yes. Yeah. Let's yeah, see if she. Let's see if she accepts me, and that goes to. Let's. Um, Eric 1,996. Yeah, see? Though, so that's not like private <laughs> anymore. <laughs> Do you even care, Eric? <laughs> I can't believe it. Holy shit. Eric, oh. welcome to the team. Oh. Goodness. So... Uh, Eric is... <sighs> Eric, unfortunately for I him, whenever we pop up on the screen um, Instagram accounts, we always do it via the portal of Eric's account so we can see who he does and doesn't follow. And Matt has just noticed he doesn't follow one of the... Three dozen CrossFit accounts. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. Chastising for you. you. accepted it? Oh, my God. You have loads of followers. Refresh it. Yeah, I have a fucking podcast. I'm the shit. <laughs> Eric got denied. denied. Eric got denied. Not the first. Time. What brings you to, from Spain, to CrossFit headquarters? Um... Basically, you invite me, right? <laughs> you need to, <laughs> you Great need answer. To, Great answer. You need to show me how this works because basically we are doing like, it's like a trial and a fail, a trial and a fail, right? You run this account here, CrossFit España? Yeah. And do people call Spain España in Spain? 
España, no. What do you guys call it there? España. España. Yeah. And so that's an American Americanization of it. Yeah. España. You yeah. spell it the same. Yeah, the spelling is the same, but there is like we are missing here something. Okay. And you drop the e. You don't pronounce the e. You just say España. Yeah. Okay. Hmm. I I was waiting for me to her to say yeah, of course it's España, and then people on YouTube be like, you're a fucking idiot. <laughs> I'm, just, I, I'm just accepting. I get everything wrong when it comes. I think to that this. we we try to write cross with España at first. But we couldn't make it. Yeah, yeah, no, you're right. There's like, there's like accounts, and there's some weird stuff. Like they let you have some things, and they don't let you have other things. And this is kind of what we landed on. It's a good middle ground. Hmm. So you are what we call here at HQ in a very new position mm-hmm. as a liaison for the affiliate community yes. in Spain. Yeah. In España. Sí. And how many affiliates are in Spania? It's roughly 400. Wow, okay. So uh, that's, and, and it, what was France was like 500? So you're yeah. right about the same. I mean, 100 more. I mean, that's a big difference, I think. Yeah. Uh, how many people live in Spain? 46 millions. Okay. And, uh, and, and Brazil has 200 million. So they're about four or five times the size yeah and they have a thousand affiliates okay so it's pretty it's it's big in spain hmm. how, how did you get how did you get the position who reached out to you dave uh nicole nicole actually yeah I mean, it was it was fun because i received one one day um just i just woke up and you know that feeling when you receive an email like dave or nicole it's like fuck I fucked up what's happening. So she sent me an email and asked me to be the liaison of Brazil. And I was like, I just, just text my, my mentor, Matt Evans, and say, hey, Nicole want me to be like the liaison of Brazil, but I'm in Spain. How am I going to do this? I say, just text her and just email her and say, hey, I'm located in Spain. And she just replied me like, Super fast, like, hey, sorry, I just confused, like, the email. <laughs> <laughs> but I was like, how am I going to do that? I can't even, like, think about, I don't know, it's just a wrong email, and that's it. Right. And that was, like, nine months ago. And so then she said it wasn't that she sent the email to the wrong person. She just put the wrong country. Yeah. And you said when she switched it to España, you said, fuck Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it was like, oh my God, I think that I should, I'm, I probably I'm doing the right thing because if they want me to do this, but I, I, I didn't really understand that they want me to do it, be, do because basically it was um, liaison of what I didn't have like the, the idea of what she wants me to do actually. And 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 now you've been doing it since for nine months. Yeah. Nine what months. what is your understanding of the position? I mean, it's a tough work, and at the same time, it's a super cool work, work job because basically, what you need to do is like as uh, Jimmy says, is like you need to send love to affiliates. I mean, I am the I'm luckily the uh, friendly face for them. Um, basically, whatever they need, I'm here for them just to listen or to try to solve a problem that they could have regarding to the affiliation. And what is what are some of your most common interactions with the affiliates there? 
Um, probably just things like, okay, I want to, I need to renew my uh, level one, or I want to change the name of the affiliation, or what if I want to open another affiliate? So there is loads of questions almost every day. And uh, when when we were talking to uh, Ricardo, he was saying that one of the, one of the big interactions he has with the affiliates is is uh, IP concerns yeah. and trademark concerns. Do you get yeah. a lot of that in Spain too? Definitely. Affiliates telling you, hey, someone opened up across the way. They're saying they're teaching CrossFit. Yeah. They're, I don't see them on the as one of the official CrossFit gyms. Mm, definitely yes. I don't. I I I don't have numbers about how many non-affiliates. Uh, boxes we have in Spain, but I, I can see that there are several of them. And yeah, that's one of the main concerns of Spain affiliates on how to how can they fight? Or as I told, as I I basically I always telling them that there is actually there is no a fight. I mean, probably the main thing is like if you compare to someone. Which is not at your le your level. I mean, that, that's there is no sense on that. But athletes tend to look to the neighbor. Right. Yeah. Well, if they're not, if they're if they're using the CrossFit name and they're not affiliated, th there is action taken against them, right? The legal, sure. The legal team will send them a cease and desist. Yeah. And they'll have to pull down the signage and. Yeah, I mean the the legal team is doing a super awesome job. And monthly we receive like a document with all the cases that they are like on the way or solve or stand by, and I mean the fight is like every day i mean they are doing a super awesome job and yeah for sure it's it's not just the affiliate team uh it's me and also most important i think the is the affiliates because the affiliates actually are the the eyes in the country i mean in the dance floor so they need to understand also that if they want to protect themselves and the brand itself they need to let let us know did you say the dance floor? Yeah, dance floor. I love it. <laughs> Very much madness. Yes, esque. the dance floor. Uh, I will say you are incredibly proactive in doing your job. Like you, you give me so many things, like bunk accounts, whatever it may be. It's like it's hard for us to keep up. And I was telling my wife Bailey, uh -huh. I was telling her that you're married. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you didn't know. Shit. Like we've never, oh, we've never talked about it on the show. I'll stop ogling <laughs> you then. Uh, uh, I told Bailey that we were uh, we were going you're having you on the show today, and you emailed her this morning I think about something someone trying to attend a seminar uh, yeah. and having an issue with it. Yeah, I was like, God, you are just so proactive and all over it. Yeah, the thing is like, uh, social media is like another stuff, but at the same time it's pretty linked with affiliates. Totally. But this morning I was like, oh, yesterday when I was driving to the hotel, I was like. Fuck! Is the I need to post the workout of the day? Man, it's it's awesome. It's like four in the morning in Spain. I'm oh, gonna yeah, do it like yeah. prior to. <laughs> and it's yeah. out of the way. Yeah, and uh, uh, today I could do it. I posted four times. Dang, huh. not that bad. <laughs> so, you you run the account, the Instagram account. Is there a Facebook account also? Yeah, it's also a Facebook account, but. Basically, we share all the content of Instagram. We share it on 
on Facebook. And so it's post once to Instagram and then it gets copied over to Facebook. Yeah. Is Instagram the new way? Is Facebook going? Is Facebook's had some troubles as of late. But it's it just I mean, by the time that this publishes, I'm sure something else will have happened. But it's just it's just not as it's kinda of, it's it's convoluted, right? You go on you go onto Facebook and it's just what do you see? ads, dumbass articles, and like you don't see very much content. And also, people just aren't posting there as much, especially in our community. Yeah. Really, people, Instagram is the leader. And now the algorithm on Instagram is weird, don't you think? Do you know what I mean by that? The order in which stuff that comes into my feed, yeah. it's like, it's not what I want to see. No, I... I keep having to unfollow people that I don't want to unfollow, just to like... Get them out of it? Yeah, well, I mean, get them out, like... like well, it's like, like sometimes it'll be like six people in a row or it'll be stuff from three days old. Yeah. I'm like, what, what is going on with the feed on Instagram? Yeah. Uh, well, a lot of it has to do with how you interact with people. And you probably, I mean, it's like if you haven't interacted with somebody in a while that you had previously, mm-hmm. they'll start showing you stuff from like that they've done the last few days that hasn't popped into your feed. They're old stuff. Yeah. And then, but like I said, by the time this publishes, it, it'll have changed by then. So do you enjoy social media? I enjoy it because I'm not posting that much on my profile anymore. You enjoy doing the cross. <laughs> yeah. I think, I mean, I, I didn't expect to do it like that. Probably it, if it wasn't because of you, you, you just send me emails sometimes like, hey, you are doing a, a great job and this is working pretty okay. I was like, ah, I try. I'm just guessing. I think that is working. But and now I enjoy that. I, w- I really would like to have like more people on the team just for social media because I think that it, I mean, the time that you can spend on social media, you know that it's like, mm-hmm. it's crazy. It's uh, almost 24 hours. So you give the affiliates love and Matt gives you love. Oh, sorry. You give the affiliates love and Matt gives you love. He yeah. says, good job. You're doing a good job. He <laughs> he's, he's, he's the kind face for you. Yeah. <laughs> um, how long have you been on the L1 team? Uh, almost three years. And tell me about that. How how wh- when did your life cross with CrossFit? That was um, 2011. Mm-hmm. I decided to change like completely my life, and I moved on to the states. Just but it was like okay, I need to get out of Spain. Yeah, and just see everything like in a with a different eyes. So I decided to move to Miami. And then we'll see. Holy shit. Hold on a second. (laughs) (laughs) When someone needs change, they shouldn't go to Miami. Oh, yeah, but I didn't know Uh, that. That's what kind of change you're looking for. No, no, no. (laughs) If you need change, if you need change, and I'm reading into it a little bit, you need to go somewhere like Idaho (laughs) or Montana, right? You need to go in the middle of no. You needed some some peace, right? Uh, Did you need peace? Change. I mean, there's a lot of there's a lot of um, social pressure in Miami. When I think of Miami, I think it is the social pressure hub of the universe. Is it? Uh, But maybe I mean that was um, for me out of of out of the U.S. I didn't. I mean, my chance was my decision was like that. It's like okay, I need to go out of Spain. Mm -hmm. So, but I I probably just because of my process right now, I need to be like close to someone, like family or whatever. And one of my uncles live in New Jersey, close to Morristown, that's what I'm Uh wearing Mm -hmm. this t-shirt. But this was February. 
And it's like, it's going to be like fucking cold. Come on, I'm not going. Oh, February. Okay, right, right, right. Yeah. So I decided, okay, let's start in Miami. How hard is it for someone from Spain to just pack their shit up and come to the States? Mm, as hard as you want, actually. Is it, is it, do you need a special visa or can you visit yeah. anytime you do? Um, yeah, it's but... Easy to get? I mean, it was like a tourism visa, mm. but I actually did because my plan was like, I, I didn't know how long want to be, want to be there. So I just go like as a visitor. Mm-hmm. I hope this is not a problem. No, not at and, all. <laughs> we won't tell anyone. And, <laughs> and then I stayed there for, it was like almost two months. But I decided that, you know, in Miami, everyone speaks Spanish. So it was like, I'm not going to make it. I'm not going to learn like proper English. So then I started like doing the mop, going to um, uh, Savannah, Charleston, until New Jersey. And I stayed there for, one more month, then I moved to Canada just to renew the visa. Oh, good. All right. <laughs> you know right? that you cannot right? do that. Oh, and yeah. then you can or cannot? You cannot, actually, oh. I think. I stay there like the time that I need. I need it just to renew the visa and um, go back to New Jersey. And, and when, what went back to New Jersey? Yeah. That we said? And that's where your uncle was? Yeah. Okay. And during this time, are you a fitness person? Are you working out a lot? Are you? Um, for a long time, I mean, my my parents used to own a a, a gym, but like uh, old school one. So from the beginning, so in since Spain, I, yeah. Was your dad a bodybuilder? Yeah, uh, not actually. No, he's a football player. Mm-hmm. And um, football, the uh, soccer. Fo- yeah, soccer. Football. Soccer. Yeah, football. Fo- football. Yeah. We're gonna need to write sometime today. All right. <laughs> and so basically, I've been doing like sports my whole life. So I was like pretty crazy about old fitness stuff like cycling, body pump, uh, um, also weights like dumbbells and things like that. Did you play football? No, just uh, just for a short time, but no big deal. I just I just oh, have wow. like something here. Wow. And I say okay, it's time to wow. Look to how crooked to- look how crooked that finger is. Goodness. Now, basically, my sport was. You know what? I, you know what I think when I see that. What? Please tell me. <laughs> <laughs> if Matt can't guess, I'm not talking. Yeah, uh, but basically, my main sport was grass hockey. Wait, how did you? How did you get? Uh, awesome. This. Yeah. Uh, it was like. Um, Natalia's holding up. It's Natalia, right? Yeah, Natalia. Right? Natalia. She's holding up her finger and it's got a uh, bend to the left. Yeah, I don't know. I just fall and. Playing football? Yeah. Um, I don't know. My finger went to the ground, like. Mm-hmm. And that's it. And did that hurt? No. Is there? I can. You fell and that's it. Your finger was just yeah. now it's bent forever. Yep. Yeah. Basically, yes. God, I wonder if that's what happened to me. <laughs> I was going to ask. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, okay, so, so so you grew up in in gym setting from when you were a baby. Yep. Your dad always had the gym. Yep. And did your mom work there? Yep. And did she work out too? Yep. She got her, her sweat on? Uh, not that much. No, okay. A little bit. No, but basically also they're both of them were working at the schools. Mm-hmm. As, um, How um, old were the kids? No. No, at the schools that they worked out. Yeah, uh, uh, like um, like in Spain, I mean, the schools goes from five years old to eighteen. Okay. Yeah, and 
they were doing like sports classes for them. So basically, my whole life I've been doing like sports. Yeah. Um, and so you 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 went out of Spain. Mm-hmm. You or did, were you were you married in Spain? Uh, yeah, once. No, now I'm divorced. And did you were you married before you came? Uh, no, it was before. Yeah. Uh, Is that why you left? Was, yeah, it's when you're I, like I'm done with this. Yeah, shit. I'm basically, out of here. yeah, I divorced. I moved to my parents. And like, okay, I've been like living outside my parents' uh, home like for 11 years. <laughs> this is not working. I'm not going back. So I'm I'm living. And do you have kids? No. Okay, so you're free to come to yeah. the United States. You come to Miami, you hang out there for a couple months. Yeah, you, there you, I met CrossFit actually. That's where you found CrossFit? Yeah, like two oh. days after arriving there, mm-hmm. I was looking for a flat there and I was like, I passing by uh, CrossFit box. I didn't know in that in, in that time. And it was like, pe- people were doing pull-ups and I was like, what the fuck? This is like, <laughs> I, I need to do this. So. Like the I doors thought, were open and the windows were open and yeah. you were like peeping. Yeah. Okay. And I said, okay, next um, next day I'm, I'm going. And you had never heard of CrossFit before then? Not really. And what, this was 2011? Yeah, it was okay. the beginning of 2011, February. Do you remember what the box was? Yeah. CrossFit A1A. A1A. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. Is that... It's in Miami. Is it Guido? Is that Guido's box? A1A? No. no. I don't know whose it is. Don Martin. Oh, there you go. Okay. So, so you go back there two days later. Yeah. And do they make you do an on-ramp class? Uh, no. I Yeah, I did like a, a drop-in class first. And it was dumbbells, dumbbell carrying both. And at that time, I was... I just thought it was, I was so fit. Come on, I was doing like five hours of sport like every day. That's when I get dumbbells, I like, ah, that's light. A hundred meter walk, what the fuck is this shit? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but uh, it shocked me, completely shocked me. And the the next day I call my dad and say, Dad, this is like superhero sport. I don't know what's going on, but this is completely different. I think this is for police or a firefighter or something like that, but I'm going to try it. Yeah. Um, and what did he say? Was he resistant? Uh, no, he was like, I mean, for him, just me leaving Spain, it was like, I'm like, okay, she needs to do something like after divorce or something like that. So Find something new. Will you pull your mic just a little bit higher up yeah. to your mouth? Like this? A little higher. Like this? Perfect. <laughs> the closer the mic is to your mouth, yeah. the more beautiful you sound. Okay, then let's go closer. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> now we're talking. Now we're talking. You can see how far away it is for Eric. No, I'm <laughs> Eric, what are you doing over there on your phone? Voltage testing. Voltage testing? All time. What's he? What is he saying? Uh, I said in Spanish. Is that Spanish? <laughs> yeah. What did he say? No, I don't know. <laughs> hey, that was Spanish. <laughs> say multitasking. So, so you're only in Spain. You're only in Miami for two months. Do you, do you basically sign up for that gym for two months and just keep going all yeah. the time? Yeah. And um, after two months, I start moving. I mean, the idea was like when you went to Canada. Did you also find a gym there and start doing classes there? Yeah. Even though you were just how long were you in Canada? Uh, like. Almost two months. Oh, okay. Why so long? Just to renew your visa? How, yeah. You have to be gone that long? I think it's like four weeks. Uh, 
the thing is, like, I wasn't expected. Like, Montreal is like a nice city, and I didn't expect that. So I said, okay, let's wait a just in case, like two more weeks or something like that. Do you do you hunt out other Spanish speakers? Like, did you know anyone in Montreal? And I found out, but I I didn't have like any like social life actually. I was like I was like super focused into CrossFit. I just mm. um, uh, read for the level one for the endurance seminar at that time, and also for the gymnastic. I was like, okay, this is the thing. Is like when wait, I was wait a second, you did CrossFit. For two months in Miami, and then you signed up for the L1, the gymnastic seminar, and the endurance seminar? Yeah, it was kind of... The thing is, like, <laughs> at that time, I was uh, reading a book, which is called The Element. Mm -hmm. And since my professional background was like, okay, I, I know that I, I'm good at what I'm doing, but it's not like I don't feel like this is my thing. Uh, I, w I actually I was uh, working as um, art director in an advertising agency, but always doing like sports the whole day. And I was always like wondering if I, if I just decide to go for sports science degree or something that like that, what would be my life? And so I was in that. Uh, phase of my life. So when I moved to Miami, I was like looking for design for something that just let me like take the decision to go through that like a sports uh, job. And after my second workout, I just finished the workout. I, I was I start crying straight away. Like this is my thing. I know I couldn't find it in Spain. That's why. But I was like, it was like super clear. So from there, um, I just started like visiting different boxes till New Jersey and then how, to Montreal. How long were you married? Uh, four years. And were you in love when you got married? Um, probably no. No. Um, do this is going to sound culture? I don't mean to be culturally insensitive, but but people in Spain get married because they're in love, right? I mean, if someone asked me why people get married in the U.S., I would say at least they think they're in love, right? Or is it for, That's, or do you get married for like, I mean, you know, different cultures have different reasons. You know, some uh -huh. for some cultures it's are just you, survival. Are you talking like a, a, uh, like a prearranged marriage? Yeah, or, or I'm not saying that they do that in Spain, but like some places it's like that, right? Two families have to come together. Yeah, probably, yes. I don't think that in, in, in Spain is like because people You were young, fall in love. you thought you were in love, you got married. Yeah. And, and was your, was your ex-husband, was he um, into sports? Yeah. He was. And did he train at your parents' gym? Uh, no, 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 no. No, that was uh, actually I get married and I got married in Barcelona. So that's Barcelona for you, Matt. <laughs> Barcelona. <coughs> yeah, Barcelona. Yeah. Yeah. No, all my family is located in Madrid. Okay. Yeah. Kyle, did you elope? Elope? Yeah, that's when you run away and get married. Ah, uh, no, no, no. No. My mom and dad eloped. <laughs> my mom, my. Uh, my grandparents didn't want my mom to marry my dad, so they ran from Chicago to California and got married. That wasn't my what? case. Chicago? They, they, they from Chicago? Chicago? At Northwestern. Oh, I didn't know that. Oh, now you know. Okay. <laughs> uh, how do you say elope in Spanish? Um, do you guys have a word for it when people run away and get married? Guida. Guida? It's not, elo Uida. It's not elopa? Mm, I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so... so your second workout, you have a, you have a breakdown. Yep. Like people in the gym see you crying. 
Yeah. What was the workout? Uh, it was something with pull-up involved. Uh huh. But I can't even remember the workout. Did you have pull-ups, or did you have to do jumping pull-ups? Uh, probably it was like banded or maybe jumping, but not definitely. Even I was like in the fitness industry for a long time. <laughs> I didn't have pull-ups. Right. Mm-hmm. If you if you're teaching someone now, do you have a preference, jumping pull-up or banded pull-up? Oh uh, yeah, between the two of them, probably jumping pull-up. Yeah, me yeah, too. I would agree. I feel like you see the band kind of going going away like the that. buffalo. And and if I do suggest someone use the band, I don't like it on the foot. I like to put their head through it and put it under their armpits. Oh. Do you know that way? Yep. Yeah? Because the foot thing does, it's not even like real. It's like nah. some, there's some weird pressure coming from the bottom that you never feel during a during a, a, a It's completely a different. Yeah. Yeah. So, so like if Matt didn't have pull-ups and you were training him, you'd have him do jumping pull-ups? Yeah, probably yes. And if you were training Eric, you'd do weighted pull-ups for him. I don't know. I need oh, to test. Strong. Scale up for him. Ooh, oh, you're not going to trust me. Pull-up? You need to test him. He's strong. What, what about, do you have your pull-ups? I do. I do have my pull-ups. Oh, okay. Got some pull-ups. Just checking. Do one or two strict pull-ups in my day. <laughs> <laughs> um, you have this cry. You call your dad. But you'd called your dad the day before. Yeah. I mean, I call my dad like straight away just as soon as I... Finish the first workout, class. yeah, and then and then you take the second class and you're like you're really feeling it. Um, you're in Miami for a couple months, and then when you're in Canada and you have this free time and you're going to a gym there. Do you remember the gym in Montreal you went to? Uh, yeah, it's um, it's the the Tendress, uh affiliate um, box in that moment. Is um, <sighs> did you see her there? Yeah, actually, I have a problem with her, but she didn't know. She doesn't know. <laughs> What's the problem? Yeah, it was one day he was like coaching us, like the power clean, mm-hmm. and we start adding weight and adding weight, and I have like uh, when you like just like, okay, this is not working, mm-hmm. and I couldn't improve my max power clean for a year, thirty-five kilos, and I was like fucking scary in front of the barber like this is not gonna happen so i don't have like a good memory of that oh my goodness mm-hmm. a crossfit plateau crossfit plateau yeah now now she's now she's training patrick vellner yeah, see different strokes for different folks <laughs> michelle latondra sure um so so you go up there for two months and it's it's there in your free time that you start researching CrossFit more, and did you you signed up for your, those three courses while you're in Canada? No, basically, I I read for the level one prior to Canada, uh-huh. and at that point, I mean, I moved from Miami to New Jersey, stayed there with my uncle for a time, my aunt and my uncle, and I started going to this gym, CrossFit Morristown. Oh, and that's uh. Um, Kariana's gym. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's it. I actually, it was like pretty far from my uncle's house. It was like fifty kilometers. Do you have any problems with Kariana? Problems with her? Yeah. No. Okay, good. Just checking. <laughs> <laughs> actually, yesterday was her birthday. Happy birthday, Kariana! Oh, yeah. Happy birthday. <laughs> and I started just. I joined there. Um, then I reached for the level one. Then I moved to the to Canada, and there I was basically studying the level one. Okay, and then you took your level one where? And in CrossFit Morristown, July. Okay, so you knew that you had to come back to the states. Yeah. And um, but even before you took your CrossFit level one, you had already signed up for the endurance course. No, it was 
right after like it was kind of at the same time okay. it was first was the level one and then it like i took it and it's like okay one more because i know that after july i went back to spain in last day of september so it's like okay i don't have like loads of time and i was checking on the internet and i didn't have like the chance to take that seminars in Europe, or at least not in Spain. So that's when I decided to go through the endurance one and gymnastics one. Are they teaching the L1 in Spain now? Yeah. When was the first L1 in Spain? The, f the first one, hmm, I was in Canary Island. Okay. And it was like five years ago, I would say. Why would they teach it on the Canary Islands? No idea, man. <laughs> I have to ask Dave and Nicole that. That makes no fucking sense to me. I, 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 did, I went to Tenerife once. I didn't enjoy it. I think it's that it was because in Canary Island was one of the f very first affiliates ever. Okay. And the owner of that affiliate asked to host a seminar there. And I guess there's enough people. I guess cross there were enough people there to fill the class. Yeah, I think so. I don't know. Okay. And what year was that? Do you know? Sorry? What year? What year? I think it's... I can I can find out for you, but I think I think it was 2011, or it would be 12. Okay, so sort of the same time they did the first, you know, I shouldn't say the first one in Brazil, but but one yeah. of, one of the first ones. Yeah. yeah. That the one at uh, Ricardo's gym, Ricardi, Ricardo, Ricardo, Ricardinho, Dinho, Tito. So, um, tell me about your L1. Who were the trainers there? Uh, in that, in my level one was uh, Spencer, Spencer uh, Handler, okay. mm -hmm. Maleolo, Hobart. Yeah, the it was intense. Mm. And someone else, it was a girl, but I think she's not anymore at this stuff. Stacy or something like that. I would say a blonde one. Oh, uh, from Australia? No idea, man. Okay. Those three, Spencer Hendel, Austin uh, Maliolo, and uh, James Hobart, were they just like holding hands the whole time and hugging? <laughs> and I just can't see. Those guys can't keep their hands off each other. <laughs> they, they're like brothers. Yeah. Did I say brothers? I meant lovers. <laughs> <laughs> I think they all just did a seminar this last weekend, too. All together? Yeah, in Reebok. They shouldn't get paid for that. <laughs> no. It's like a normal weekend hanging out. Yeah. Talking about CrossFit. <laughs> right. um, tell me about your experience. What was it like? Were you blown away? Were you like... Uh, the truth is like I was like so freaked out. I, I, I can't believe it. I was like... My face was like not the, the kind of face that is like, oh, I'm taking my level one. So it was for me was like a big thing. I, I think I, probably I was the person who has a study like the most ever in the history for the level ones <laughs> because I was like super focused on okay I want this thing and I still remember that I did uh, Fran which actually is there is no like uh, more Fran in, at the level ones but I was like broke my heart because I couldn't make it at the time cap the 10 minute cap <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah but it was a super cool experience actually did you take the test in Spanish? Yeah. Oh, so they had it for you in Spanish. Yeah, at that time they have like the Spanish. Do you remember that um, back in the days we had like two two exams, the English one, Spanish one. I mean, you could request the. Mm -hmm. It was Spanish the first language that it was translated into. 
uh, the, the exams? Uh, the exams? I have no idea. I uh, think so. And 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 the training guide is that was that in Spanish also? Yeah, right now yes. Oh, but when you took it, did yeah, you? Yeah, yeah. So you studied it in Spanish and took the test in Spanish. Yeah. Wow. I mean, both actually. I I printed the bo both Spanish and English, and I took it with both exams. And so after two days, with both languages. You're you're ecstatic. You're happy. And tell me about the test. You took the test. You don't have to take the test, right? Yeah. I mean, you can just take the, the course for two uh, you, days. You can, yeah, you can do and it. And you can just take your, you can get your... Uh, you're like assistance. Uh, it's like a certificate of, yeah, of cert the course taken or something, yeah. right? And then, and but you decided to take the yeah. test. And um, when did they tell you whether you passed or not? Like seven days after. And you get an email. Yeah. And do you remember seeing the email? And yeah. I was like freak out, but yeah, I passed, and I was like super happy. And then, what was next in your in your evolution with CrossFit? What was next? Did you get a job at an affiliate? Did you? I was like doing like shadowing at Karian's box. I was like, it was a little bit tough because I know that Koreans really like to be like, if you have someone like interning at your box, it's like has to be like part of the community. And I was there like for just like two months or something like that. But I was like, may I, may I, may I, please, 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 please. <laughs> so he was like, okay. And I been, I just spent like, basically what I did is like, I drive, um, I drove during the morning and I stay there the whole day, like watching, watching, taking notes, keep watching, taking notes, put the plates in order, cleaning a little bit the box, cheering people. And this wasn't a paid position, right? Yeah, no. Actually, I paid for the uh, for the membership. Right, right. Wow. So you were there as the same way someone might be a bird watcher. Yeah. You don't get paid to be a bird watcher, but you can become an expert on birds. And you were like, I love this CrossFit, and I'm just going to just immerse myself in it. Um, I mean, to be honest, I think that I don't know, but maybe Carrie, I'm can tell me, but she, I think that she wasn't expect that I was like, like that interested in this. He's like, okay, she's gonna leave the states in like in three months probably. So, but at the end of the of this travel, when I was going back to Spain, I was like, okay, I want to be Carianne's but in Spain. You want to open Carianne's box in Spain? No, not. Basically the box, but the thing like the figure that basically she represented to me, it was like I I want to be like her, but in Spain because Spain was like completely like a completely new sport. What a nice thing to say! Has she ever heard you say that? No, I don't think so. That's so flattering. She's an amazing person. Mm -hmm. She's that's that's a good person to aspire to be yeah. like. That's she awesome. sat in that chair. Yeah, <laughs> she sat right there. Yeah. Uh, she was actually here last week, and I wasn't here. I'm so bummed I missed her. <laughs> so, so you're there, and, and does your Spanish come into play there? Do, you, do are there clients there who don't speak English? Um, do you and use your Spanish in Jersey at Morristown? Of, with one of the coaches, which is called Santiago. Uh, so we but joke. He, but he spoke English too. Yeah. Okay. Um, and then, so you do three months at Cariana's gym. Mm -hmm. You're getting fitter. Yeah. Your knowledge is growing. Yeah. And is she she's she's on the L one team at that time, right? 
I think that she was interning okay. at that time, but I really don't know. I really don't know. That's what I think. I know she works for CrossFit HQ. I know she works for David Nicole. I forget what she does, but I think she has retired from the L1 team, but not from working with HQ. That's for sure. Yeah, I, I don't. I I'm, I'm, I don't know if I'm wrong or not, but at least I think that she's in charge of all the internship process and everything. And so from there, where do you go? Spain. Back to Spain. Okay. You've had your fill of the U.S. How long were you in the U.S.? Um, and nine, combined? Nine months. Nine months. Okay. Mm. Yeah. Good time? Good time. And did you get the sort of um, reset on your life that you wanted? Yeah, definitely, yes. And then so you go back to Spain mm -hmm. and you go to... Madrid. Uh, Madrid. Good town? Uh, yeah, to my parents' house, basically. Yeah. Do you like Madrid? Uh... I love and hate. I mean, originally I'm from Madrid, but I think that is not my place. I don't know why. I have that feeling. How about Barcelona? Uh, I've been living there for seven years. Now I'm, I feel better with Barcelona. But for a while, since it was the place that I was, I went married and then divorced, it was like a little bit tough for me. Mm. Are Barcelona and Madrid different? My wife wants to, has always said she'd like if we ever leave the U.S., she'd want to go to Barcelona. It always like she, I I haven't been there. It's completely different. It is yeah. different. Yeah, huh? and Barcelona. I mean, you you've been in Barcelona. Yeah, it's, it's pretty nice. It is, huh? It's pretty nice. I personally, I like Madrid more. Yeah, Eric, can I, see <laughs> can I see? You do like Madrid more? I do enjoy it more. Yeah. Can I see Barcelona on a map? So this is 2012, mm -hmm. 13? You're 12. 12. And you're back in um, uh, Barcelona, and I assume you immediately, is there a CrossFit gym there at that time? Uh, yeah, I start, I back to Madrid, and I start checking um, boxes, uh, CrossFit boxes. Are you a beach girl? Uh, not that much. No? Okay. Well, you should be. Look at, look at your city. Yeah. The, be the beach in Barcelona is wild. Is it? <laughs> yeah, it's wild. Uh, it's it's like a free for all. It's 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 nuts. Is it safe? Safe? Yeah. 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 yeah very safe. Yeah. It's like oh. in the, it's in the middle, of like main hub. I'm thinking of like the main beach. I don't know what it's really called, but the Barceloneta. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but that's not the beach, actually. I mean, people just, you know, that uh, the uh, Olympic Games were hosted there, like in 1982. So Barcelona originally didn't have any kind of beach, but they did it. That's right. For that yeah, event. You're absolutely right. You mean they brought in the sand? Yeah. Yeah, just... Just... Dredged it. Built did, it, did yeah. whatever they had to do to make sand. Yeah. yeah. But I'm talking like it, it, every square inch of sand is like covered with people. Yeah. Some people are topless, bottomless. Just kidding, not bottomless, just topless. Oh, mm -hmm. there were some bottomless ones. You just didn't make your eyes down there. <laughs> <laughs> Must have missed it. Oh, uh, what's that island out there? What, that, oh, yeah. Yeah, that's where I'm living now. Oh, it, it is? What is uh, the name of that island? Palma de Mallorca. That's the name of the island? Yeah, I mean, it's three islands, mm -hmm. actually. And it's uh, Mallorca, Menorca, Ibiza. So oh, it's Ibiza. That's Ibi oh, I never even knew I where Ibiza either. was. Yeah, so yeah. that's... You, you know what Ibiza reminds me of? What? It's probably, you might remember this. Wild on E with Brooke Burke. Do I don't, I don't know that. Show? that. Okay, I feel like... But I, when I think of Ibiza, I think of, like, Puerto Vallarta back in the day. You know okay. what I mean? Yeah. Like, you know, one of those towns. Is, is Ibiza crazy? Yeah, I think so. I mean, now I'm in Palma, Mallorca. I mean, in, in Ibiza, I think that you can find, like, super wild stuff. 
Yeah, that's where all the, that in the states we just think of it. That's where all the raves are. Like you just land exactly. there. They give you a bag of ecstasy and you just go. Right? Yeah, I got all. Yeah, Like in Hawaii, they give you a lay, and Ibiza, they just give you a bag of e. There. Yeah, yeah. On a beer. Yeah. Hey, you don't remember Wild on E? No. Uh, oh, maybe yeah. I do. She like she would go around to like different party spots, and it was always like Ibiza. Like there were clubs <laughs> everywhere. Yeah, that's that's how I think of it. Yeah. Are there locals in Ibiza? I, I guess there's got. I guess, locals. yeah. Yeah, that's how I picture it. And, and you have to yeah. be, you have to be like under thirty. Yeah, probably that's why I'm in Palma Mallorca. No, Ibiza. <laughs> <laughs> is um is your island a tourist tourist island, a vacation spot? Um, yeah, I think so. Yeah, it is. But I mean, at the moment now you can start seeing that there's like some tourism going on, but during the winter it's pretty quiet. Um, how many people on your island? No idea. Okay, <laughs> great answer. <laughs> a lot? A lot. Are there a lot of people? No. Nah. Do you have an Apple store there? Yes. You do have an Apple store on the island? Uh, Civil- yeah, I think civilization. so. Civilization. No. Small, yeah. Like a real Apple store? No, it's like Catwin, which have, is like similar. Do you, have a, do you have a Starbucks on the island? Yeah. You oh, do? 400,000. 400,000. Yeah, maybe they do have an Apple store. <laughs> it's like the cutoff. <laughs> Does Barcelona have an Apple store? Yes. Yeah. Sure. I've they been do. to it. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So so you go back to Barcelona. To Madrid. To Madrid, sorry. Yeah. And you're with your parents. Yeah. And you immediately search out a CrossFit. Yeah, for sure. And how many are there in Madrid at the time? At that time, four. Four, okay. And do you visit all of them? Uh, yeah. I try to, I mean, I visit all of them to find the right one, like the similar to the states. Right. And do you see, it, are they similar to the States? Like, has the culture been transmitted at this time? Mm, at that moment, I would say that I choose one, which is actually, is not anymore an affiliate. And at that time, I thought it was, like, pretty similar. That being said, I think that if I wasn't, um, like, met CrossFit in the U.S., probably my view about CrossFit would be completely different. Explain that to me. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I would say it's one is like the passion, and you know that that sentence which is uh, "fake it until you make it." Yeah, very familiar. Yeah. <laughs> Matt, so that, that's Matt's life. <laughs> Matt would kill himself if he didn't have that <laughs> mantra. You yeah. should put that on a shirt. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so basically, I would say that that's that's the thing. Uh, when I arrived to Madrid, I, I looked for a box of which basically is, is that doesn't exist anymore. And I just dropped in on a class, and then um, I was like, at the end of the workout, I was like trying to cheering everyone, and one of the coaches came to me and said, "You're crazy." Yeah. I know why. <laughs> so. I think that now it's not like that. I mean, I think that we are doing like a pretty good job in terms of community, but still, it's different. I mean, even we are very passionate people, I think that the community aspect, it needs to be like more developed. If it's not bad right now, I think that at least new generations, not even the, I mean, the old ones, I'm an old generation in CrossFit in Spain, not for you guys, but just for us. But I think that the new generations need to, uh, the old generations need to transmit that values to the new ones. 
It's weird. I, I would think that it would just be second nature in Spain. I just think of like when I think of countries, I, I, and we were talking about this with uh, Ricardo, that when I think of countries and I think of community, I think of the U.S. as being low on the totem pole, and yet the community is so strong here just because people are so busy working, and, hmm. and, and we just don't do – I don't feel like we do a lot of community stuff. Mm-hmm. But but the CrossFit gyms are so community oriented. So I thought I would think culturally that would be a perfect fit for Spain. I think it's a perfect fit, but at the same time, I mean, probably you need to educate your people on the community aspect because if not, it's not gonna. I mean, if we think that the normal gym environment that we have or used to have, global gyms, there is completely different culture. Right. So right. still, right. you need okay. to. Yeah, right. I educate. I right. feel like a lot of the gyms. Good point. Good and, point. And just the athletes there are still trying to like find themselves, like figure out, like they think they know why they're doing CrossFit, but they like have they don't really like fully understand why yet. Yeah. So that's something that that's something that maybe that's a great topic to to discuss. So like you know it's it's not uncommon to go into a CrossFit gym here in the United States, and every member there will say hi to you, and then later on you find out that the gym owner has told them if I if you don't say hi to a new person, you have to do twenty burpees. Mm-hmm. And so those are the types of things you're, that you're saying haven't been transmitted culturally maybe to the gyms in Spain yet. Mm-hmm. That the gym owner needs to set that bar that, hey. Uh, yeah, I think that, I mean, you need, even there is big communities there and pretty strong ones. And still, I think that is part of our job, actually, to transmit that and educate that. Because if not, by default, probably there is one guy at the class at, at the end of the class that is cleaning the barbell and taking the uh, protein shakes and mm-hmm. you need to hey wait that's not that important Come on. right right mm-hmm. you have someone like you who um so you found crossfit and you're just fucking nuts about it yeah lost your shit gave up your whole life and just went jumped in the water now you're on the l1 staff and you're one of these uh you're the ultimate ambassador for CrossFit. Um, everyone at CrossFit HQ looks up to the L1 staff. We all realize that you guys carry the DNA that, of, of Greg Glassman, that you guys have that, that if the whole world were to die and one of you were to survive, CrossFit could continue. And that's how we think of you and we cherish you guys. We're like there's 178 of you or whatever that is, that, that small number, and you're so important to us. And you guys are also humble um, but we glorify you. We just cannot believe how cool you guys are. And and wouldn't you say that's accurate? Yeah, I don't think I could have put it better. And you guys transmit this message, not only the movements, but culturally at these L1s. And I remember my L1, and I just remember all the love I got from all the trainers. They believed in me. There's such a jump between who you are when you found CrossFit and for example, I'll use my mom. My mom was terrified. She was so scared. She didn't even want to put one toe in. She, every, for the first year, she said she hated going to her affiliate because she was so scared of what the workout was going to be. It gave her anxiety. How did you go from being this fanatic to being able to empathize? Uh, uh, because the people you're meeting, I'm, I'm guessing, I'm guessing 99.9% of the people you meet don't don't have your passion. Maybe some are close, mm-hmm. <laughs> but they didn't just abandon their shit and just jump in. 
Um, seven years later, you're on the L1 team. You're the liaison for the country of Spain. Um, how have you made that jump to slow down and help people onto that? I think I, I, I actually, I, I don't slow down. Oh, all. okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think that the um, one of the 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 good things about this job, generally everything that is surrounded by CrossFit, is like I found like it's absolutely challenging for me. And I was like, yesterday I was like driving to the hotel, like thinking, what the fuck I'm doing here? I mean, I'm <laughs> I'm so scared. I've never done like a podcast. Come on. <laughs> and then I think, okay, if they believe in me, I have to believe in me. Maybe it's because it's something there that I don't know yet about me. And I think it's exactly the same thing that we or me, I have with my athletes, it's like they don't know yet what they are capable to do in different aspects. Right. So I think it's kind of the same thing. Let, let, me, draw another, let me draw another picture. Um, you, have you ever got on, you know when a boat is on a dock and you have to get on the boat and the boat's moving mm -hmm. and you see the kids, they just jump on, right? But you see some old people and they have to be helped on slowly because that movement makes them uncomfortable, right? When uh -huh. you come off the dock onto the boat. You were that person that just jumped on. You didn't care what happened. You were gonna you just ran and jumped on the boat. Being a trainer, don't you have to be able to you have to be able to accommodate both of them, right? Yeah. And um is that is that hard for you to accommodate people who don't have the ability to just jump on but to just step on? No, not really. I think I that's the the thing that I actually like. It's super easy to just challenge people who wanna jump. But people like, for example, my dad, I asked him to uh, try CrossFit for two years. He has like a heart disease, and he stopped doing like any kind of a sport for two years. And with him, it's like. We have now like a super good connection. It's because of CrossFit, but also for that way of okay, taking care about him and show him that it's not that difficult. He can do it, and I think that all that process with my dad, with master athletes, or with just with girls that they don't want to lift weights at, this, at the first time, or with people that they actually don't believe in their self, themselves. It's challenging, but I think it's the challenge that I like. I mean, I enjoy that process. It's hard, but it's pretty cool. And you found something that you love, and so you want to share it. Yeah. You got your dad to do CrossFit. Yeah. You must be so proud. Yeah, it is. And he took his level one like three months ago. No way. <laughs> Did he like it? Yeah. A lot. I mean, for me, it was like, I want to show you what I'm doing, because basically, since uh, I, since, like, when I just come back to the U.S. and start, like, trying to coaching, that it took me a while to do it, they were like, I don't know exactly what you're doing. I don't know what this CrossFit thing is. Uh, I don't understand. And now you're traveling a lot and do it, you're doing like lectures and seminars, but I don't know what's <laughs> that. 
Yeah, Dad, it's a big thing. I know that you don't understand, but it's, I think it's a big thing. So. Did you teach at your dad's? Yeah. Oh, how cool. Yeah. That's awesome. That was super, super, super cool. What lecture did you give at that seminar? Uh, what is CrossFit? Holy shit. Yeah. What is CrossFit? And then I did demos and nutrition lecture. Yeah, I think. Did was. you look at him? Yeah. When you gave it? Did you almost cry? Uh, it was a pretty emotional weekend. Yeah. Yeah, my mom does CrossFit. It's like so. It makes me so proud. I'm so proud. Does your mom do it yet? No. Is she next? Can you get her? I uh, hope so. Hope so. But he's like, uh, I don't know. He, I, he thinks that he's gonna take time. How her. How old is your dad? Sixty four. Wow, good for him. And um, what does he think about the diet? Is the is the diet is is the nutritional advice you're giving him different than how he ate? Yeah, I mean, my my parents always like. W they were like pretty concerned about the diet or how to eat. I mean, that I like that. But since uh, I talked with him about diet, and I mean, he's taking all the fish oil, um, trying to eat like at least with protein, carbohydrates, and fat. He's not doing like zone diet, but he's doing the first part of the pres prescription, and uh, he's pretty concerned about food actually. Um. Have you ever seen, um, did you know Matt Bischel before today? Oh, yeah, because you work with him on the Instagram. Yeah. You've known him for nine months. Yeah. Is he helpful? Yeah. Yeah? Oh, look at that. <laughs> she even said it like, oh, my God, yes. You, I, I don't know. Nat, oh, you're, my God. Nat, you're, you're, you're pretty capable to begin with. It's really not that. Yeah, much. I mean, I, I can, I can, can be like, capable, but still, it's like, should I post it? Yes, no. That's, that's, <laughs> that's a, a big thing. <laughs> Does he respond to you quickly? Yeah. 24 hours a day? Uh, I uh, should try that. Seven, <laughs> seven days a week? <laughs> yeah, probably, yes. <laughs> oh, He's good. He is a fucking busy, busy man. As much as I would want to tease him, that he's one of the hardest working people I've ever met. Um, have you ever seen um, his father-in-law? His father? Yeah, father-in-law. Father no. The, he's sleeping with a woman, and she has a father. That's father-in-law? <laughs> I think so, yeah. Yeah. Um, can we see him? There's a picture on my Instagram account. Oh, Jesus. Oh, Jesus. Oh, get out of here. I didn't know we were allowed to go to your Instagram account. You, you need to make some phone calls? Matt's father-in-law is the fittest firefighter in the 55 to 60 55 to 59 55 to 59 category in the world right yeah worldwide yeah. he's a hunk right wow yeah can we see him again i think his i think sega i think uh matt's uh, mother-in-law is younger than him <laughs> younger than matt respect close <laughs> That's pretty cool, right? Yeah. And did he do cool. did he do CrossFit before you knew him, Matt? Yeah, I believe so. I believe Dawn started doing CrossFit like nine years ago, like on a limited basis. Don, I, Don Bailey, Don O'Regan, Don O'Regan. And I think that oh he, Bailey's your wife's first name. Yeah. So that's there's Don right there, and I think Don did it. Yeah, like yeah, maybe 
2009, 10, 11, somewhere in there. And then the rest of the family kind of like followed suit after. Mm-hmm. And I think Brian came on like 11, 12, somewhere in there. I believe so. But he's a firefighter. So, you know, he's like been working out for part of his job for a while. I hope that if I'm ever in a burning building and I'm on the sixth floor, <laughs> he he's on the ladder and carries me out the window. Well, you want to know what's wild is he's, he's, he's almost to the point where, I mean, he has to retire in a few, a few weeks, or probably a few months. And, I mean, you... You could, besides the fact that he has kind of grain hair, like you really can't tell him apart from the rest of the guys he works with. Yeah, look how his posture, <laughs> everything's good. Anyway, enough of this jerking off. Yeah, okay, Matt, well, moving on. And his family. Back to you, Natalia. You go back to Madrid. You find a gym there. You find four gyms there. Mm-hmm. You land in one. Um, and at some point, you must think, hmm. I want to be on this L1 team. Is that what happens? Is that the next step? or? Actually, it wasn't like that. Um, my first contact with um, Level 1 seminars was as a translator. Uh, what did she say? As a translator. As a translator. Ah, translator. Translator. Yes, yes. Okay, I thought she said six years later. Okay. Yeah, no. All right. It was just it was that, that like smooth delivery you could do. <laughs> All right. So basically, um, I email HQ uh, requesting to be a translator for the level ones, and it was the like it was part of the level one team after a year and a half that asked me to hey well, just they just challenged me hey we need girls why you don't go for it. But I was like, wow, it was, it's always the same thing. Wow, if they believe in me, baby, maybe it's because. Mm-hmm. So HQ is sexist when it comes to picking trainers. They were picking women over men. Ah, <laughs> see? <laughs> I knew it. I knew it. That's why it was so hard for me to get a job here. Okay. So they challenged you. They challenged you. They saw you as a translator. How did you get the translation job? Sorry, I missed it. It was like I email. I think that I email. At that time, I thought it was Karian in charge of that okay. department. And they just request me for a seminar. And then the first three seminars... But how are... Sorry, sorry. I'm, uh, there's a disconnect here. How did, how did you get on their radar? Um, I just emailed, I think. But, but, but when you emailed them, what was your request? Can I be a translator? Yeah. I, oh, I, okay. At that time, I knew that there was like one translator per seminar, uh-huh. which is like, I mean... It's a lot of work for just one person. Right. Yeah. Um, and I just guess, hey, what, which are the steps just to start like a translator or something like that? And so you got it. They said, okay, be a translator. Yeah, I think so. And then you did some translating jobs. How many seminars did you? Were you a translator? Just as a translator, I think at least sixty. How many? Yeah, I would say sixty. Six zero. So, yeah. Wow. Yeah, it was like almost two years. And so now you know you could teach the whole fucking seminar. You've heard this. You heard the L one sixty times. Yeah, and actually, this weekend was my ninety seminar. So one hundred fifty. Yeah. Wow! Wow! <laughs> but it's, I mean, it's super crazy this job because it doesn't matter how how many times you you just give the level one, it's still learning. It's like it's incredible. Okay, so you do translation 60 times, so now the material is in your head. It's in my head, but actually you still don't 
understand deeply the sense of loads of things. But still, I mean, it's a good, it's a, I think it's the way to go through an internship for being part of the stuff. Yeah, I guess um, that... Uh, uh, Mateo? No, Ricardo. Ricardo? Ricardo? Ricardo. 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 The guy from Brazil. Yeah. He did the he did the exact same thing except his was backwards. He wanted to be on the L1 staff and um they did three they did three um courses in a week and so the first time he was the intern and then he went to translator mm. because they just did two more courses. Anyway, and that's what he said. He said when you have to translate the entire course by yourself, he says it's going in. Yeah. It's like okay, sounds, sounds exhausting. Oh my god. It is. I mean, your brain is fried. Yeah. So, so you, oh yeah, he said he got, he said after doing three courses in one week, he said he was uh, laid in bed for two days sick. He said he was toast. <laughs> yeah, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. Were you here for that? Uh, yeah, Eric, you were here, right? I was here. Okay, good. So, so then you, um, Eric, do you ever have to go to the bathroom? No. Oh. I got so. this empty bottle back here. <laughs> Ew. <laughs> it's like in the lifeguard tower. Do you want this before I open it? No, I'm fine. You sure? I still, yeah, I still have here. So, um, so then you you first from 2012 to 2014, you're doing translations. Yeah. And are you doing them just in Spain or all over Europe or? No, in, no, no, just in Spain. Just in Spain. No, none in Mexico. No. Um, does your Spanish work in Mexico? Um, I don't know. Okay, so. So in two years, there are 60 seminars. So you basically do every seminar, every L1 that's in It Spain. was L1s and L2s, and sometimes another specialty courses, okay. uh, like a strongman. And we, oh, a strongman yeah. with uh, um, Rob Orlando? Yeah. Oh, did you know Rob? Yeah, actually, I'm going to uh, uh, visit him. He's visiting Spain, actually, in Madrid. Like in the 21st of April, he's doing like Stroman seminar. I can't believe he didn't invite me. <laughs> See? It's the, still, there are some sports there, so you can Th join us. That's cool. Okay, Rob's a good dude. So you're there, you're doing all that, and then they, they say to you, hmm. Natalia, fuck this translation shit. Get on the L1 team. Get the red shirt. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Basically, right now, uh, while you, you are like doing the, I mean, as a level one seminar staff, you also translate during the seminars. So you, you are, you basically do both. Okay. Yeah, but yeah, it was like at the end of one seminar in Barcelona, the Flowmaster, I mean, the team was like, okay, we've been working together like, a lot of times. I think we think that you could feed up the team. So I start doing the internship process. Do you send an email to Dave and Nicole asking? Yeah. And they say okay? Yeah, I think so. It was like that. And then you did your first internship in Barcelona? Uh, the first one was in uh, Madrid. And were you scared? Yes. Even though you had 60 seminars under your belt, you were still scared? Yeah. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Yeah, it's it's a um and you had seen in those 60 seminars other people try and fail, right? Yeah. So you knew that this was no joke. Yeah, it's no joke, yeah. Um So you do your first one and and who tells you what which flow master tells you, "Hey, we'll we'll take you for a second one." Um uh, Matt Evans. Okay. Is that a man or a woman? Matt. <laughs> <laughs> 
Matt. Oh, what? I didn't Matthew know. Evans. Oh, shit. Really? That's what you said? I thought it was some Spanish name. No. Uh, you heard Matthew No, Evans? there is no Flowmaster. Spanish Flowmaster. You heard, you heard Matthew Evans? I heard Matt Evans. Jesus. Do you know him? Uh, not personally. I know of him, though. Okay. And I think it's so funny that you're like... You're like being so particular about people's names, and you tell me like I haven't said your name right like since I've known you, and I feel like <laughs> I say it right all the time. Like I, I can't, I don't, I can't get a read on you on this. Like if you're trying to mess up these names, or if like I, I can't tell where you are. I can't tell where I am either, but I'm definitely not trying to mess them up. <laughs> um, okay, so so Matthew Evans says to you, go to the next one. Natalia, come back to the next one. Okay, so you go to the next one. Yeah, the next one was in Alicante. And the first one, you're an observer. Yeah. And the second one, you actually have to do some shit. Yeah, you need to just uh, teach one movement every group. Like, normally, it's like this, the most simple one. So, all the breakout groups, you're doing something. Mm-hmm. And uh, who's the flow master at that one? In that one was, again, Ma- Matt Evans. Okay. And um, then does he say to you, okay, Natalia, and are you nervous for the second one also? Yeah. Even more so, right? Because you have to yeah, talk. But, yeah. This time, you need to talk. Did you screw up? Uh, I don't think so. Because if not, probably <laughs> I wouldn't be here. Um, do do people hit on you when you're there? The, yeah. The, like the participants? The participants? I mean, they... Like, hey, can I get your phone number? Where do you live? No, I don't think so. No. That never happened to me. What? Get yeah. out of here. Come on. <laughs> in, in 150 seminars, no one's ever asked for your phone number. Wow. Nope. Even uh, Jason Ackerman. Got, Jason Ackerman, do you know who that is? Yeah. He got a fucking wife out of a seminar. <laughs> <laughs> you, can't even get, you can't even give away your phone number once? Okay, that's inappropriate. <laughs> um, so he invites you back for your third one. And what do you do in the third one? What's, what's challenging about the third one? About the third one, actually, was one. My, that, the flow master would be, uh, was in that time, uh, Jamiti Kanen. Okay. One, one more time. Yami Takanen. Yami Takanen. Oh yeah. <laughs> wow. Yami, good dude. Yeah. But it was not I a mean... lot of facial expressions. Hard to read. <laughs> hard to read. One of those. What is he? Finnish or some shit? Uh, Stoic as fuck. He's either serious or smiling. I don't know what he is. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and that was. I mean, that was tough. It was like, oh, no one has passed the third one with Yami, and I was like, but me. Oh. <laughs> Yeah, that was like. Eh. Yeah, but, I could see him as a stickler. I could see him as a stickler. But and in that time, I mean, on the third one, you basically need to run the whole group, and I pass it. So he was like, "I think that you have potential. You need to work on this, on this, on this." But I'm gonna ask you to go for the fourth one. Oh, so you did a fourth internship? Yeah. Okay. Because normally it's three, right? Actually, I I don't know exactly the process. It depends. They can just hold you for six months to work on your um, skills, coaching skills, or just move on. And it's going to depend. Every process, I think, is, is going to be different. Okay. I, I have always heard, and, and, and I'm no expert on this because it's a little top secret, so I just know just what I pull from you guys. Mm-hmm. But after three, you're fucked. Really? <laughs> That's what I hear. Good. What do you hear? Do you, what do you hear, Matt? Uh, I, 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 I can't confirm or deny that I've heard that. Okay. <laughs> um, so I have heard one or two other people being invited back for a fourth. I think Jason Ogar. Uh, Jason Ogar. 
Kevin, Kevin Ogar got invited back for a fourth, right? Yeah. Oh, he was told to take a six-month hike. Oh yeah, that's mm-hmm. right. They did tell yeah, him to take a hike. Right, right. Yeah. And for me, for me, that's I, I, like I'm pretty sure. I mean, I know Dave and Nicole are very honest and very straightforward people. They don't like mince words. But for me, that's like. I would think that's hit the road. Anyway. I mean, it's got to be anxiety through the roof, I would think. I mean, just waiting at the end of that seminar and being like, did I did I make it? Did I not? Like, but, full butthole puckered the whole time. Right. And especially because you're good. Are you te- At that time that you're doing this, are you also a coach at a gym? Yeah. Which, and what's the name of the gym you're a coach at? And that time it was Singular Box. A singular Box? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Trusted Singular Box. Okay. You're, are you training at an affiliate now? You're a coach there. Yeah. You have time for that. Um, I have to have time for that. I mean, the, um, for me, there is no sense of trying to coach. I mean, coach coaches or coach people who wants to be coaches and not coach. I mean, you need to. I mean, your eye must be developed the whole time. Probably. I, I mean, I'm not coaching as much as I used to do it. But I like that. I mean, that's like my main thing, right? right. So yeah, mm-hmm. I try to keep at least like four or five weeks a class, uh, class a week. And you're still getting enough time to train yourself. Yeah, Exa- exactly for the same thing. There is no, I mean, there is no sense to show CrossFit and don't do it. Get right. Walk the walk. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What, uh, do you, during the seminars, do you train at lunchtime? Yeah, mostly on Saturdays. Sometimes on Sundays, it depends. Normally Sundays is my rest day, but it depends. When I used to film the seminars, I'd love that part, mm-hmm. watching the trainers. It was awesome. It's pretty cool seeing the participants watch the trainers too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, so you come back for your so your first three are all in Spain. Uh, no, the third one was in Portugal. Okay, same thing. And you, the fourth one then is it, in in Parma. In Italy. Okay. They just make those all one fucking country. <laughs> how close is how close is Italy to Spain? Uh, it's pretty close, but Parma was like kind of far away. Have you been to Monaco? No. I mean, but one of the things uh, they don't let you like enter, like go through the internship process, like in the same country. They want to see also that you are flexible enough to move or to travel. That makes sense. Yeah. Where's Portugal? Here. Oh, yeah. So it is the same thing. No, it's not the same thing. It's a completely <laughs> different country. And Italy is just separated by what? What's in the middle there? That Canary Island and this is, I don't know, No, that, piece of, that piece of land that's north of Monaco. What is that? Is that Spain, too? No. Or is that no. France? This that's is France. This is France. Oh, okay. All right. So you go to Italy for your fourth one. Who's the flowmaster? Uh, Federico Biasetti. Go ahead, Matt. I, I've definitely seen the name. Uh, I know. I know the last name Vicetti, right? Biasetti. Biasetti. That sounds the first Fred, name. Fred. The first name I, I flinched. I missed it. Federico. Federico. Oh, Frederick. <laughs> <laughs> Frederick. Pellucci. Actually, actually, we call him Freddie here. That's, yeah. That's a... <laughs> and. What do you have to do? What are your What are your duties on the fourth one? Basically, like do the full groups. And at the end on Sunday, he pulls you aside one on one, and he says to you, Natalia, I'm gonna recommend you to be part of the. Did you hug? One. Did you hug him? 
Yeah, I think so. Yeah. <laughs> got to celebrate some. Someone, someone's got to get squeezed. Yeah. Get <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but st still, I mean, he recommend. I mean, Flowmasters recommend you, but the final decision, I think, is not just how you perform during that seminar. I mean, it's like more more things like being flexible like while traveling mm -hmm. or um, how you just uh, work with the team. Teamwork out is, I mean, uh, teamwork is like crucial for us actually. Were there, were there any other um, interns that you saw at the same seminars you were at during those four times? No, during my... You, you were the only one at those four? Yeah. And then so how long before Dave and Nicole reach out to you and say... They reached me like two days prior to my birthday. That was 25th of June. Uh, and I did, did that internship about the 11th of June, I think, like two weeks. Wow. Okay. And, so, and so you got an email. Yeah. And you were stoked. Completely. <laughs> and and that's in 2014? Fifteen. Fifteen. So in three years, you've done. So you work. You work thirty weekends a year. Yeah. You've done ninety. You've done oh. ninety. You've done, and you fly. And most is, is most of it flying. Flying, yeah, always. Flying all over the world. Not over the world, basically Europe. Have you done China? No. Um, have you done India? No. And so you basically just Europe. Yeah, basically. Have you done, yeah. Have you done Russia? Yes. You did do Russia. Yeah. Africa. A lot of Spanish speakers yeah, there, uh, huh? Yeah, Cape Town. Oh. No, but it's just uh, Spanish people. I don't know if there is in there, Russia. There's none. Zero. zero. So. <laughs> when you went there, you were the first. Probably a few expats rolling around. You were the, you were the first so. one. Yeah, but basically I think that we are like close to our area, which basically is the UK, France, Italy... Russia sometimes, Middle Spain, East, maybe? Portugal. Where? Middle East. I guess like down here. Never been there actually. Oh yeah, unique feature of the map. As as a Natalia as a final topic. Let's talk about um, CrossFit as forging elite fitness to CrossFit that you found for your dad, mm -hmm. a man who um, hadn't trained in two years, um, had heart disease. Um, does is Spain having the same issues that we're having here in the United States in terms of health? Yeah, I think it's worldwide. Probably the numbers are different, but right now, for example, on my when I'm lecturing the nutrition lecture, basically I grab like data from the country I'm that weekend. So I always like mention like for example, twenty five thousand people died from type 2 diabetes uh, just in Spain every year or um, cases of uh, which is a horrible death right yeah amputation I mean it's 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 not and basically I mean it's a horrible horrible death has to be, it's so related with nutrition so I think it's maybe the numbers are not exactly the same but the main idea in every country is kind of the same thing and it and it's it's on the increase yeah definitely yes it is is in the united states as you can see here at crossfit hq especially in the last two years we made a tremendous effort to um 
let the affiliates know and the trainers know that as they take their L1, they are not only capable of making people the fittest that fittest people in the world, but they have the ability to take sick people and make them healthy. Mm-hmm. And not only that, but they have the ability to do that for um, all chronic diseases, which is killing 70% of the people in the United States. And that's um, poor diet and sedentary lifestyle, right? Yeah. Overconsumption of carbohydrates, sedentary lifestyle. And then on top of that, you have the third piece, which is the community. If I go to my gym every day, you're going to give me a little bit more, or I'm going to see what you're eating, or mm-hmm. I'm going to see, I'm going to hear you talking about how you you quit doing this and you had these improvements. And that's really, that's really taking hold here in the states. Is that taking hold in Spain, or are we are are we a couple years behind? I, I you know you know I know one of the biggest shortcomings that um, CrossFit HQ has had is translation, and that's another huge thing that we're pushing. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, recently we have the new drop down. Have you seen this in the journal? The drop down. Yeah, we have I saw now? it. The I translation. Saw... That's cool, right? Yeah, it's pretty cool. And so, uh, could we go there, Eric, to the journal? And then if you go to category and you hit uh, Espanol. Yep. So hopefully in the next year we'll add, you know, 100, 100 new pieces of content down here. That you know? would be awesome. Yeah, a new piece of content every three days. Wouldn't that be fantastic? Is is Where would you say um, CrossFit is in its evolution in Spain? Do the, do the affiliate owners know that they have the cure there? For chronic disease? I think that our main goal is going to be like really reinforce that idea because we just give that idea, that knowledge bomb during the seminars. But I think that as soon as they finish the level one, they don't, they forgot a little bit about that. I mean, we are not just like a training system, we are not just a nutrition system, we are both. And at least my goal, while I'm coaching people, or if I'm like with the community at the box, and we have like different nutrition lectures just for the community or at the level ones, I'm I'm always like super focused on that piece of the message because I think that that's it's not just the the future, it's the present. Actually, I think it's super important to transmit that. Um, T- Tyson, who works over here, he used to be on the L1 team, and one of, and he used to own an affiliate. Now he's one of our senior producers. He's the senior producer. He talks about his concern um, of any affiliate that's not talking about nutrition. That you know, and we had a uh, um, uh, Chaffee in here, mm-hmm. and he was saying on day two of on ramp, the nutrition talk begins. Um, do you think that that's a big thing also in Spain that like, hey, the affiliates really need to, we need to like keep sending the message to them like, hey, if you if you want to be the most potent force out there, hmm. um, you need to talk about nutrition. Yeah, definitely. Yes. Has to be. I mean, it's, it's not could be or can be. It has to be actually. It's the foundation. Yeah. To open, to, to teach, um, to teach physical fitness, to teach CrossFit or whatever spin or whatever in Spain, do you need a degree? Uh, right now, there is a law that has been approved um, a year ago, but it's actually like it's actionable, like at the 15th of this June. So it's going to be like super close. Yes, you are. You need to have like kind of a sports science degree or. Um, 
some degrees that actually uh, led you. Uh, What's going to happen to the CrossFit gyms there that don't have that? Uh, we are now actually working on that and see what, what, which are exactly the options. Probably for all the athletes right now, the current athletes, it's going to be okay. But we are checking because the law is, is different uh, in Madrid than in Barcelona. That I, there is one also in um, the north of Spain, another in Extremadura. But I think that in near future, it's going to be like a national law, like exactly the same law for the whole, like for the whole of Spain. So we are working on that because, it, I mean, definitely it's going to affect. You, you know, my opinion is that it's horseshit. That really, that when, especially in the current state that society and civilization is in, that it's really, really hard. Well, two two things. The people who are going to make the rules and regulations, they're not going to teach anything better than what you learn in your two days at CrossFit. It, we just had um, Ricardo here, and he said in the four years that he took physiology um, and, and took the courses needed to teach movement in Brazil, mm-hmm. he didn't know shit. After, he thought he knew it, and then he took the two days of the CrossFit course, and he's like, "Holy shit!" That it was just it's it, and, and they're trying to do that in the states too. I don't think it's going to happen because it's one, it's bad for the economy, mm-hmm. and two, it's um, it's 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 a. Do you know the term racket? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, it's a racket. They're they're trying to take money from people who are already in the business under this guise of it being safety. Yeah, and it's like. You let people run marathons. That we all know that's the most like that's causing the most injury out of anything. You know what I mean? You let people play football. I mean, how many people do you know who've hurt their knees from playing football, right? Shitloads, right? Um Yeah, it's a shame. I I I I hope that nothing happens to the CrossFit gyms there cuz they're they're doing um they're doing benevolent work. You know what I mean? They're mm-hmm. doing the work that the country needs. They're they're spreading the health. Um, they're small businesses. Um, it's great for the economy. Um, yeah. Let's see. At the moment, we are tomorrow. But probably we are gonna talk with all the legal department to see here. Yeah, how it goes and um, how we can not fix, but basically, which is the way to face this, and if it's gonna be just a law. That is going to be actionable, actionable in Madrid and in Barcelona, or this is finally it's going to be like a proper law for everyone. I, I I wouldn't be surprised. You know, the people who are behind the the trying to pass the laws in the United States, they're not. They're, it's it's bad people. It's people who are in competition with CrossFit or people who are just trying to take money from CrossFit. It's not for any good reason. You know, and I wonder also, like when I hear about things like this in Spain, I wonder if there's like a big Globo gym chain in Spain that's behind the bill or something like that. You know, mm-hmm. yeah, I hope it. I hope it doesn't pass. I think that um, I think that the free market will let the good gyms succeed and yeah. the bad gyms will fail. Right? Um, anything you want to add to that, Matt? Uh, no, I, I think that's really well said. Thank you. Right, I do have a, a question. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no, that, that was good. Well, okay, ask your question. Uh, b- back to um, what most gyms are motivated by in Spain. Um, it being, for lack of a better term, sport. That's the that's the that's the motivation. How 
what portion of a lot of gyms are either you know overweight ill elderly children have you seen like them become more of the population there or are they still kind of outliers in most gyms mm, good question i wouldn't say it's about fat people or ill people but i think that is global i mean so now you could see like guys like my father like older people that join like regularly the uh, the gym mm. or younger which is basically one thing that is like pretty is, is super cool because if you see like uh, if you check a uh, Spanish community like two years ago it wasn't any kind of CrossFit kids or teens mm. and now it's becoming like pretty popular so what I would say we have like more global community more global, yeah, but not as many overweight people as mm. obviously fit people. You see more fit people in the gym, but yeah, I mean, I g- no, I mean, yeah, you have like overweight people for sure. I guess what I'm getting at is at the CrossFit gyms there. Yeah, what I, what I'm getting at is uh, what, what is it going to take to reach those people, the people that need it the most in that community? What is what's 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 lacking? Lacking is not the right term, but what what, what can we do to motivate to get those people in? Sure. Yeah. Oh, live by example, probably. Like use social media to support all the what we are, we are doing. I mean, the I think that the magic of our sport basically is like when you go into the gym, change your life. So you start telling people about CrossFit. Mm. So they want to see what is that thing that you post on social media. No shirt, all sweaty, crying and laughing at the same time, mm-hmm. and. Uh, I think it's it's more that actually that I mean I don't think that we look for people to just uh, pack our yeah pack our boxes. Yeah, I, I, I wasn't maybe I worried that poorly. I wasn't that you were looking for it. But I'm just I'm just wondering how to solve the world's most vexing problem in Spain. How do you how do you do that? That's what I was getting at. How do you I make it a more welcoming environment? How do people realize in Spain the same thing we're trying to do here in the U.S. and everywhere that like hey. You want to be with a strong community that eats right and moves and exercises? I think that the first probably is people realizing that what they eat is under their control. And this is going to be the biggest step to be away for that illness state. As soon as people, I, I think that people still don't realize how potent it's that. Right. Which they is the power of food. Yeah. For the good and for the bad, for both. Right. We need that here, too. Yeah. Thank you. You're welcome. Yes, thank you. Gracias. I hope we did. Gracias. <laughs> Gracias. Dale. Dale. What's that mean? Go. It means a lot of things, I think. I hope this was easy. Yeah, easier than expected. Um, Matt asked two questions, and he got one uh one good question. I asked a thousand questions. I didn't get one good question. Yeah, I, I took the win on this the one. ratio. Yeah, that's pretty good. That's that's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> but you guys have a relationship, so I'm gonna say she was biased. Oh, get out of here. <laughs> God, you, you said like a couple nice things about me, but you had to end it with that. That's how I'm gonna sleep tonight. Um, <laughs> the next time you come through town, um, this is your first time out here to Santa Cruz. Yep. Next time you come to town, we'd love to have you back. Absolutely. Um, hear about your adventures. Cute. And, and get the truth behind that phone number thing. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> I find it hard to believe, but 
I'll take your word for it. All right. Do I get to say it? What? Eric land the plane? <laughs> Woo! That one was That's set it? up. That's it? No, 10 more minutes. <laughs> <laughs> That's the 10-minute warning. Speed round now. <laughs>